I'm the Failing Youth Pastor, and welcome to the Failing Youth Pastor Podcast. Welcome to the Failing Youth Pastor Podcast. This is episode number 15, and I'm your host, Travis Berry, aka The Failing Youth Pastor. If you want to get in contact with me, you can find me on Twitter at Failing Youth PTR. That's where I do a lot of content creating and, and stuff like that and do a lot of interacting between myself and my fellow youth ministry community. And um, I'd love for you to follow me over there and 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 chat with me. I, I love talking to fellow youth pastors, youth workers, volunteers, and uh, I send out some encouraging things and some funny things and uh, the things that um, that interest me. So there you go. Well, welcome to another year. 2020. And um, I look forward to this year. I look forward to what God is going to be doing in your ministry, what God's going to be doing in my ministry, and really looking forward to building this podcast a little bit more and focusing some more energy and time into this podcast. It's not going to be as polished as it used to be, or maybe how I would like it to be. But I hope to be able to bring content that is encouraging, that you enjoy listening to, hopefully a little bit funny, make you laugh, but ultimately to uh, equip you and to help you become a better youth pastor, youth worker, uh, a better volunteer, and just a, a better follower of Christ. And so as I share things with you. I want you to know that primarily I'm sharing them with myself. A lot of the prep that happens in these podcasts has been such an edifying experience. It's kind of like when you are preparing a message or to teach, you are actually learning along the way and you're just sharing what you've learned. And that is what this podcast is all about. It's not about me. It's not about who's behind the, behind the microphone. Rather, it's actually about us together. And I want to hear your stories. I want to hear what's going on in your ministry. I want to hear your ideas for ministry. I want to hear from you. And so you can hit me up on Twitter and um, I'd love to get in contact with you. Um, I'm also open for those who are interested. Uh, if, if you have uh, questions, um, my DMs are open. You can reach me through direct message. And um, I've also had conversations with a few people uh, via the phone. And if that's something that you would want to do, I'm available for that as well. I, I'm not really a cool guy, um, but I'm an ear, you know, and I'm, I'm there uh, because some of you are in tough situations and you simply need somebody who you can talk to. And um, if you need someone like that, please reach out to me. Anyway, that's enough for the introduction. I think it's time to get into the really fake sponsor of the day. Our really fake sponsor of the day is Instacool Automated Photo Editor. Do you really want to impress people with your photos? Of course you do. You need to sign up for Instacool. 
Instacool uses cutting edge technology to enhance all of your photos. Need the perfect amount of vignette? Instacool. Want to get rid of every pimple your teens have in a group photo? Instacool. Want your 10 student youth group to look more like a 100 student youth group? Instacool. If you are looking to better your social media presence, try out Instacool today by visiting instacool.net. Well, thank you to Instacool for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. You know, we we love all of our sponsors. It, we we could not do this podcast without our our really fake sponsors of the day. So thank you, Instacool, um, for sponsoring us uh, and partnering with us. This episode of the podcast is is going to focus in and kind of the meat portion of the podcast is going to focus in on our own personal growth and and really our growth as pastors, as leaders, as volunteers. And this applies to everybody. This applies to to everybody. I mean, no matter what your job is, this this will this principle at least will apply to you. Um, but if you are in the church, if you're in leadership in the church at all, these things will apply to you even more so. Um, because one of the things that often gets overlooked or at least under talked about in my experience in ministry is the need to continue to grow as a minister. Often churches will offer some sort of continuing education dollar amount or some time off, but I'm not talking about going to seminary or a weekend conference. And those things are great things. If you want to go to cemetery and and learn all of did I say cemetery? I meant seminary. If you want to go to seminary and and learn theology and 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 equip yourself that way, that's a good thing. That's an awesome thing. I think more youth pastors should um consider going to seminary and going to conferences are great as well. There's a lot of great conferences out there. But what I'm talking about in this episode is a lifelong dedication to growing as a follower of Jesus and a lifelong dedication to becoming a more effective minister, to become a more effective pastor, to become a more effective ambassador of Christ. And there's a bunch of free resources out there that can help you become a better elder, that can help you become a better deacon, that can help you become a better youth pastor or senior pastor. There are a lot of resources out there on this thing called the internet, but you have to search for them. You have to look for them. You have to search them out. Uh, for instance, um, I was looking for some resources on mentoring uh, a little while back, and Dallas Theological Seminary had uh, a few free videos that you could watch that discussed mentoring and how it's different than discipling and, and how you go about getting over some of the hurdles in in mentoring and stuff like that. And there's a lot of seminaries that will publish lectures for free on their website, or you can uh, take a class for free. You simply sign up and register for it, and you are in a class. 
there are things that all of us need to get better at. Most jobs will have some sort of advanced training course that employees will have to take, and that ensures that they have the tools that they need to be competent at the job that they do. But most churches I've been to don't have things like that. They don't have the required, here's a set amount of, of hours you need to put into this, or here's, here's a, a conference that you have to go to, or here's some resources that you need to, to, dive, to, to dig through and to work through to become a, a better youth pastor or a better youth worker. So it's really on us to be self-aware and to have that drive to become better. So here are a, a few ways that you can become a better youth pastor, youth worker, volunteer, elder, deacon. Number one, read the Bible not only to prepare a message, but to refresh your soul. One of the things that I learned real quick in Bible college was that I could read the Bible and look at it as a textbook instead of the Word of God. And it became easy for me to look at it as something that had to be done instead of something that I wanted to do because it became about finishing a project or writing a paper instead of um, reading it for the transformational power that the word of God actually has for us. And in the job of ministry, it's easy to read a passage of scripture and to have the mindset of, well, I need to get this message done. I need to get this Bible study done instead of allowing the word of God to refresh our souls. And that's what we need to allow to happen. The best teaching that you could bring is to teach your students or your, your, your fellow adults how the word of God transformed you, how this passage transformed you. So read the Bible, not only to accomplish a task, but rather read it for the transformational power that it contains. To be changed, to be more like Jesus. And that won't just make your teaching better, that will also make you better. That'll also make you grow and make you become more like Jesus, to make you become more of an effective leader in your church, in your community, and will make you a better minister. Allow the word of God to refresh your soul. The second thing is that you can grow in your prayer life. I know for me, I have to work really hard at my prayer life. It is something that I am putting extra time into this year in particular, because it's very difficult for me to separate from the busyness that is ministry, that is life, to get away and spend time with the Lord. But as we know from Jesus's life, he would often remove the distraction of the disciples who were crazy and all the people who wanted to spend time with him. And, and there were plenty of needy people that needed Jesus, but he would take time to be with the Father. And we, as 
ministers, as volunteers, as leaders, need to take time to be with the Lord. And we need to take time to foster that relationship with him through prayer. That is an area that all of us need to grow in, especially myself. And I'm really preaching to myself here. But if you're going to be an effective minister, you need to be in communication with God. You need to have a relationship with him that is healthy, that is vibrant, that is real in order to share with your students a relationship with Jesus that's vibrant and real. You know, if a doctor gets sick, they are not an effective doctor anymore. A surgeon who needs surgery on him or herself is not a surgeon that I probably want operating on me. A minister who does not have that real vibrant, life-giving relationship with God is not the person who can bring that relationship to young people. Invest in your prayer life. The third thing, pick an area of ministry that you want to improve on. This past week, I had my annual review, and I've been at this church for a little over two years, and this is my first review, but they called it an an annual review anyway. Um, So it's the first review I've had in two years. So it's a biannual review. But one of the things that I had, I asked myself before going, you know, going into that evaluation was, what is an area that I want to improve on? What's an area that I want to work on? And there were two things that came up. The first was counseling. I want to get better at listening. I want to get better at being able to sit down with students and be an effective counselor. Not not that I need to be accredited or anything like that, but I want to get better at the counseling piece of of ministry and being able to pick out when, you know, this is way above my head and I need to hand this thing off to a professional, um, which I've done a number of times. <laughs> so that was one area. But the other area was writing small group questions. Writing small group questions has always been tough for me. And I really work hard at trying to write them. And some some weeknights are better than others when it comes to writing questions. But that's an area of ministry that I want to improve on. I want to get better at setting up my leaders to run small groups um, the most effective way that they can by giving them questions that will help lead conversation. So those are two areas of ministry that I myself are, I'm trying to work on. I'm trying to get better at, but it's something we all need to ask ourselves. Maybe writing small group questions isn't hard for you. It comes easily for you. Maybe you already got counseling down and and you need to work on giving a message or you need to work on interacting with parents or or administrative stuff or getting a handle on your calendar and planning and stuff like that. There's a lot of things that we can improve on, but we have to be willing to ask that question. Where can I get better? Where can I improve? That's where it starts. And then the fourth thing is ask people in your ministry who who see your ministry where they think you could grow and improve. I have been in situations where I thought I had a good handle on things until someone pointed out a weakness of mine. And that came because I was 
a fairly arrogant, young youth pastor, youth director. And I thought I had everything down pat. I had a, I had a college degree, two of them. I had um, training and I had gone through an internship and I'd worked at a church before. And I thought I had everything down and nothing could be further from the truth. There were plenty of ways that I was, I wouldn't say failing, but maybe failing since I'm the failing youth pastor. But there were, there were weaknesses that I had that I didn't even realize because to some extent we're always blind to things in ourselves. And so we need the input from other people. So ask people that you trust that see your ministry. Where do you think I could improve? Where do you think I could grow and get better as a leader or as a teacher, as um, an elder or a deacon or whatever position you serve in? Um, how could I get better as a volunteer? Those are questions you need to to ask. And if you can't see it in yourself, then go to other people who see your ministry and ask them to be brutally honest. Sometimes you have to give people permission. Uh, I live in Minnesota. I'm from Minnesota. Minnesota nice is a real thing. People are really nice. They tend to be passive aggressive with a smile on their face, but you have to give them permission to give you tough feedback at times. You have to give them the okay to be brutally honest. And you might have to do that. You might have to tell people, you know what? Be as honest with me as you possibly can. I want to get better in, in, in my ministry. How can I do that? The fifth thing is read, read, read. Find a book and read it. Just read it. Find a, a ministry book, uh, find a th theological book and read it. And get in the habit of having books that you're reading. Right now, I'm working through Nabil Qureshi's Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. Um, where I live in Minnesota, there is a very large Muslim population. And I, I know a bit about Islam. Um, I've been to Pakistan before. I've been to London a number of times on mission trips, specifically reaching out to the uh, Muslim community. And I know a little bit, but I can, I can know more and I can get better at interacting with people who are different than I am, who come from a different ideological background, cultural background. And I want to understand and I want to uh, also be encouraged and know that God's saving grace isn't just for uh, people who look like me. It's for it's for people of every tribe, tongue, nation, and people. And it's been a good book uh, so far. I might review it on the podcast at, at some point, and I might start doing that on the podcast is kind of reviewing some things that I'm reading. But as you read, understand what, what I'm not saying is you have to read a book that perfectly aligns with everything you think. Sometimes you have to chew the meat and spit out the bones, right? There's going to be things that you take in. And you're like, I don't know if I really like that. And I'm going to spit that out. But there's, there's some good meat over here, right? There, there's things that I can apply to my ministry here or to my life here. And there's some other things I don't really agree with them on, on this or on that. And, and you kind of put that aside, but you have to get in the habit of, of reading. You have to get in the habit of learning because learning will uh, keep 
you fresh and keep you moving forward. And it will help your growth as a pastor, as a leader, as a volunteer, but it'll also help your growth as a follower of Christ. Number six, find resources that will help you. Um, I understand for some people, reading books isn't ideal. It's not like the way that they learn the best. And for me, it's not the way I learn the best. I have to oftentimes force myself into uh, a book. You know, I, I'll say, okay, here's, here's an allotted amount of time. I'm dedicating it to this book. But there are so many resources, as I said at the beginning of this, that you can go to. I mean, seminaries are posting lectures and classes that you can take absolutely free. And there are so many good resources out there that you can go to, whether it be relating to ministry or whether it be relating to uh, teen culture now or how to run a small group. There's so many, there's just so many things that you could find. And of course, when you're searching the internet, and that's what we're talking about here, searching the internet for content like that and resources, you do have to wade through some garbage uh, to find some treasure. You're going to have to go through some things that maybe don't align with you theologically, that don't align with you in your philosophy of ministry, but you're going to find things that will help you and that will challenge you. And they're out there, but you, you have to look for them. You have to be self-aware and, and driven to find those resources. They're out there. I promise they are out there. Uh, you can find them. I will try to post some links in the description of this podcast, some things that you can go to. One of the reasons why I'm hesitant to do that is because I come from a specific theological standpoint that probably a lot of my listeners don't. Um, not that I'm heretical or anything like that, um, but I come from a more reformed uh, side of of the aisle, if you will, theological aisle. But there's resources for all sorts of um, of denominations and 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 thoughts um, on ministry and and theology. You just got to look for them. They're they're out there. Number seven, and this is the last one. Ask your elders or your pastor, whoever see oversees your ministry, if there's anything they could offer to help offset costs associated with more education and growth. There are a lot of churches that are very gracious when it comes to things like continued education and, and stuff like that, but it never hurts to ask if you want to go to, you know, um, what's a, what's a, you know, a download youth ministry conference, or if you want to go to the orange conference, or if you want to go to what other G3 is G3. Is that something? I don't know. If you want to go to a conference, it doesn't hurt to ask your church to see, Hey, could you help me offset some of the costs of this. Like if I buy my plane ticket to go somewhere, um, could you co cover the cost of entry to this, to this conference? The nice thing about that is that they're going to see that you care enough to want to get better, to want to grow, to want to move forward in your spiritual life, but also as a minister. 
So it doesn't hurt to ask your church, your elders, pastor, whoever, to see what they could maybe do in that area. And I want to leave you with this last thing. The reason why I wanted to do this podcast in particular, especially um, being the first podcast of 2020, is because when when you stop wanting to become a better minister, that moment when when you say, you know what, I don't want to put the effort in to becoming better is the moment you need to leave ministry. The moment you say, ah, it's just not worth it anymore, is the moment you need to get out. And that sounds really negative, but I say that as an encouragement to keep pressing forward, to keep being motivated, to to not stop growing. We should never stop growing because Jesus and a life following Jesus is about progression. It's about becoming more and more like him. And if we want to care for these young people, if we want to care for the the people in our church and in our community, we're going to need to keep progressing. We're going to need to keep growing. And I want to encourage you with that. Don't stop. Don't stop growing. Never stop growing. Be in your scriptures. Work on your prayer life. Find areas that you need to improve on. Read as many books as you can get your hands on. Search out those resources and ask if your church would come alongside of you to help you grow in this way, to help you continue your growth. And if you do those things, I think you're going to become not only a better pastor, you're going to become a better friend, you're going to become a better spouse, you're going to become a, be- a better father, mother, you're going to become a better follower of Jesus, because you are pressing on and continuing to grow in your faith. And that's what young people need to see. They need to see people who never stop growing. Today's listener question of the day comes from Jacob over on Twitter. And if you do have questions for listener question of the day, that's where you can ask them. His question was this. Do you ever get the question, why aren't you doing more for my kid? (laughs) And the answer to that question is yes. Um, I do get that question. Not super often, but I've gotten that question. And I get that question from time to time. Part of the issue comes from parents wanting their kids to be involved in the youth ministry in which they attend. And I have a bigger kingdom vision than this youth ministry is the only youth ministry that these students should go to. I view other youth ministries in my area, in my town, in the surrounding communities that are biblical and that seek to teach the word of God faithfully. I view them as co-laborers with me. Like we're on the same team. We're all striving for the same goal. I'm not trying to take kids away from them. They're not trying to take kids, or at least they shouldn't be trying to take kids away from me. We're on the same team. 
this mindset comes from our own kingdom building. We want our own little kingdom inside the wider kingdom of God, and that isn't what God has called us to. And I understand there's denominational differences and theological differences, and I get all of that, and I think those lines are okay to draw, but they should be lines and not walls. And oftentimes we get in this mindset of it's us and it's them, but really it should just be all of us, right? We're, we're all part of the kingdom of God that the gates of hell will not prevail against. So I have gotten that question and usually that question comes from a deeper place than a problem or flaw with me. Now, are there cases where I could do more to engage with a certain kid? Of course. We could always do more. Um, and and that's kind of one of those catch-22s of, of ministry. Like, could you say Jesus could have done more? Well, in, in some ways, maybe you could. Some ways, maybe, maybe you couldn't. Um, you know, he was going to do what the Father commanded him to do. But there were a lot of sick people that he didn't heal, right? There were a lot of people that that he could have ministered to that he that he didn't for whatever reason. He would go to a certain town and not another town. And oftentimes when this question is asked, there's something deeper that's being alluded to. There's something deeper that is being said and it's tough to wade through those waters, but my encouragement is when you get a parent who says you're not do like why aren't you doing more for my kid? You need to investigate that a little bit more to to the best of your ability. If if you're not really close to that parent, it becomes tougher to do that, but you need to ask some probing questions and it might even come down to a discussion with your pastor who maybe has a better relationship with them and to kind of help step in and facilitate some of that conversation. But they should also be encouraged to, like they're the primary spiritual givers to their son or daughter, not not you. And there's something deeper going on and it's either an ideological issue like I shared and that's an issue that a lot of people struggle with where I'm located um, specifically or there, there's something else there where maybe they feel inadequate as a parent. They feel like out of touch with their kid and so they're relying on you. There's something deeper there going on. This is a ministry opportunity, not only for their kid, but for the parent asking the question. And so I'd encourage you in that, that when you get asked that question, there is, there's something more to it. And if you are wise about it, you'll be able to make a ministry opportunity of that and be able to speak life into that situation and into whatever they're the root cause of why they're asking that question. So Jacob, thank you for the question. Really appreciate that. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this segment, if you have a question, you can reach out on Twitter at failingyouthptr or I guess through email at failingyouthpastor at gmail.com. Well, that does it for this episode of the Failing Youth Pastor podcast. Thank you so much for being here. 
If you would take the time to rate and review the podcast, that would be so, so, so awesome. I would greatly appreciate that. And if you'd like to reach out to me, as I've mentioned a number of times in this episode, you can reach out on Twitter at FailingYouthPTR or through email at, at, (laughs) or through email at FailingYouthPastor at gmail.com. Have a blessed rest of your week and may God be with you.